Hi, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, a podcast by myself, Lauren Hutton, and my co-host, Luke Fagenbush. Yeah, baby. This is a podcast. It's very simple. Uh, We talk and stuff. But what do we talk about? Well, we talk to performers about their worst nightmare, which is bombing on stage. Yes, doing so bad you make the audience hate you for the rest of your set and maybe the next person's set. (laughs) Or maybe the rest of the show. (laughs) Maybe the rest of their lives. You can see people in the street later. Dig in, and they just they just dig their heels in. They hate you. They start sending you hate mail. Uh, they, they make sure that you get canceled before you ever find any monicum of success. It's the best feeling in the whole world. Yes, I'm surprised any comedian keeps doing it. You know, but... you know what I'm surprised? I'm surprised that uh, you're back on Twitter. Oh, yeah. That was relatively recently. Um, <laughs> I stopped because it... Uh, is soul sucking? Okay, wait. What like do, a lot of comedy is. What do, What but, do you mean, dude? It's just social media. How can it be soul sucking? <laughs> like literally, all you have to do yeah. is not look at it. It's not that hard. Yeah, you you can get along perfectly well with social media. All you have to do is not use it and just keep it on your phone. <laughs> it's and, super simple. Like I don't. What What do you? How did it suck your soul? How often no, were you on I, Twitter before you like stopped using it? Before I stopped using it, uh, well, I have a job, so always. <laughs> uh, just constantly flipping that thumb. Never not. Refresh, refresh, refresh. The, the, the tweet symbol is burned into the corner of my iPhone. <laughs> That's... That still happens, right? Yeah, yeah. Images get burned into screens still. You just have to use it's a the torch. the 90s. <laughs> well, what made you go back? Why did you get back uh, on Twitter? I do a writer's mic, and a comedian told me I should tweet that. And you're like, I'm like, this is the one. This is going to be it. This is going to bring it all back after years. And I go back, and I drop. 60 70 followers i'm surprised i had any i guess you can just ghost your way (laughs) do you want to hear the tweet that got me back into twitter i do want to hear the tweet because i i got Uh, a i got an expectation go ahead what is it okay yeah not to build it up too much but it's pretty good it's pretty funny um i feel like getting touched while you were a little kid is the hogwarts owl of stand-up comedy oh yeah that's a great tweet <laughs> that's an amazing tweet it, it's it's pretty it's okay you know okay uh, fine I'll tell i you, guess uh, my standards are very people, low 11 people thought it was pretty good well that's like <laughs> i mean you hit double digits baby like i mean how many followers do you have um about 145 yeah okay so 11 people <laughs> Uh, versus 145 look at the numbers look at the metrics on that oh that's a good what 10 percent? i do math for my day job 10 percent, baby yeah that's well okay 145 it's it's isn't it more like eight percent 11 people i don't know how to you're the one that does math for your living that's it i'm quitting twitter again (laughs) don't give up one tweet deep don't give up Oh, man. My brother started a Twitter, and that's a really weird thing for him to tell me just over the phone, unprovoked. You can tell he started because he's plugging his own Twitter in casual conversation. Dude, it, okay, this is a man that decided to no longer have Facebook because it was making him too angry arguing with people in the comment <laughs> section. He's going to love Twitter. That's what I told him. I was like, bro. 
Why on earth would you? And he was like, look, man, I uh, I followed you, and there's been multiple times that I've almost like, you know, gotten into interactions with some of your friends on there, and I'm like, well, it's Twitter. They're not my friends. They're my followers. <laughs> it's a different medium. It's okay. You're an old man, and you'll catch up to the times eventually. Yeah, Facebook, those aren't my friends either, but you <laughs> call them that. <laughs> But the best part is like, well, clearly, you know, a lot of the people that you follow are like Democrats and they're very I just I have my own way about me, man, and I don't I don't want to make you look bad if I say something and I'm like, dude, it's Twitter like you can only make yourself look bad. You're not going to make me look bad at all. Was your brother part of the blue collar comedy tour or <laughs> no, nah, man, That's I got into comedy. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's a dumb truck driver. I'm pretty sure all the things that he sang, people are expecting him to say anyways. <laughs> 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 just slipped right into that stereotype. Huh? I don't even need a ready-made personality. <laughs> I love my brother to death for real like and he's not even my blood <laughs> brother. He's just a foster kid that I never lost contact with, but oh, that's sweet. I know right. We're very adorable. Literally the only thing that we ever do together is just eat pizza and talk shit about people. It's the best. <laughs> so yeah, you know who likes talking shit about people who dat? our guest Antonio Aguilar. Oh, he didn't seem like a shit talker. He seemed like a really nice guy. No, I was really, really looking for the transition, though. That segue, <sighs> it was a reach. It was a reach. It was a reach. But no, for real, August is you know very funny. You good at reaching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> His name's not August. I freaking did it. His name's Antonio. I'll get it right eventually. Did I call him August <laughs> while we were talking to him? I don't remember. I don't think so, but we're going to edit that puppy and find out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's a very nice person. He's very good at reaching and he was incredibly fun <laughs> to talk to. He really was. Uh, what, uh, what, what, what happened to that episode? Okay. Uh, well, I first met him. I was running around in an RV with fellow comedian Justin S. Adkins. Shout and, out. Uh, shout out. <laughs> and we actually... We ran into him twice. It was kind of crazy because we run we run into him in a city. We're like, hey, he's pretty funny. He's ro a road dog like us, yeah, huh? Yeah. And then, like three hundred miles away in Memphis, Tennessee, we see him again. Oh my and, gosh! What are the odds? Yeah. The I think the first story he tells is from that, and the last story he tells is from later that night. Oh, that's so, amazing! That's amazing. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of fun twists and turns in this episode. There's like an amber alert involved. No, he did not steal a child. I didn't mean to set that up that way. <laughs> that is not what happened. Uh, He's a real funny guy. He's weird about kids, though. <laughs> <laughs> he falls asleep in a bar, and I mean, that's pretty common, but uh, you well, you'll find out. The, the punchline to that story is uh, unexpected and really says a lot about, uh, you know, how much his friends at the time were really paying attention to his whereabouts. We learn about comedy. We learn about friendship. It's a good time. It is a good time. Enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you are so inclined, you know, uh, follow us on Instagram. I'm sure by the time that this comes out, we'll have an Instagram page. <laughs> it doesn't exist yet, but you know, I'm projecting my thoughts and my wishes into the future. So follow us on Instagram. I can't tell you what the handle is because I don't know what it is yet. Why am I even talking about it? Luke, dear God, please take the reins away from me. I am rambling. Enjoy the episode.
uh, earlier today I was recording with another Cincinnati comedian, and he uh, yeah he tried to put like a sheet up to like hide the mess of his room, and I was like, I could totally see that pile of clothes that are just like on your bed there, and he was like, that's actually my girlfriend, and I'm like, well, then you should definitely cover her up better because she looks bad. She looks real he's, bad. He's, dat- he's dating a pile of clothes. Apparently, like I, I apparently I, I didn't mean to, but uh, I, I outed their relationship. I TMZ'd all over them, and now the whole world he's knows like that. Uh- Lars and the Real Girl. Remember that Ryan Gosling movie? <laughs> yeah, it's that might just... be one step up from uh, dating a body pillow, which happens all the time. So good for Jeremy Johnston. Oh, it's... I think as long as the clothes smell like a girl, it's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to be dating a guy pa- uh, pile of clothes. Oh, well, no male not. clothes. Of course not. They smell no, very awful. feminine. Very feminine outfits only. <laughs> Ah, uh, Antonio, it's so nice to meet you, man. What's oh, yeah. up, Luke? Man, it's been a while. I think the last time I saw you, was it in Memphis? Uh, di- you came up to Urban Artifact one time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you stopped by there. Uh, but this is Lauren Hutton. I don't think you met him when you were in town. Hey, Lauren. No, I don't think so. Nice no. to meet you, Lauren. It's, it's nice to meet you, too, man. It's I've heard so much, so many good things about you from Luke... Um, really yeah that's fantastic man that feels that feels great to 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 to, uh to hear that so thanks so much to to you for telling me and to everyone who's been spreading good rumors uh yep trying to spread them (laughs) (laughs) uh the time before urban it was in memphis right yeah, I think it was at P&H in Memphis, that open mic. Yeah, where it was a Jawa Horn who runs it? Jawa is great. Yeah, Jawa, I don't, if he was hosting it, he might have been replacing uh, normal host, who is Richard. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right, I remember people so I think he was filling in for Richard. Uh, I remember during your set that night, an Amber Alert went off while you were on stage correct and th- it was one of the funniest things ever where just in the middle of that you opened the door to the bar and just shouted out if there was like a blue sedan anywhere <laughs> <laughs> then you're like nope that's all we could do couldn't find her <laughs> i tried to spread awareness i mean it's set- it's messed up that you could laugh at an amber alert while it's happening <laughs> Like, if there's anything such as too soon, you're mocking uh, an Amber Alert in progress. Yeah, seconds after the police find out about it. <laughs> it's yeah. The soonest you could laugh at it. <laughs> I mean, I'm on stage. So to me, no matter what happens in that moment, you have to have a good set, right? No matter right. what happened. 9-11 could happen while you're on stage. But you're going to have to, you know, someone, nah, it was in the morning, so it was probably not any, but there might have been somebody at some weird coffee shop open mic while 9-11 happened. Well, I mean, with the time difference, L.A. would have been like four hours after, right? No, uh, before. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. I forgot how the sun works. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a theory. Yeah, yeah. I time think is it, a theory, you know. It shines on a flat earth equally. Exactly. And yeah, that's that's the camp I set up my tent in. 
Do you have any friends turning into flat earthers during quarantine? I have a couple. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. you have more than one friend that converted? Well, no, it's one, but she has multiple personalities. <laughs> one friend. But you know how you always have to exaggerate every time you say any story or anything? You always have to be like, if I said I have a friend that sounds like it's not a thing, if you yeah, see if a couple, yeah. then it sounds like a movement. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah. really just one. But for me, it feels like too many. I mean, I can't <laughs> believe she's an intelligent girl. She's, you know, an artist. She's talented. And but not, she's all of a sudden she's like, hey, I'm like, well, first I was like, you know, hey, how's, how are things going? How's your son? How's everything? You know, and she's like, well, tell you what, flat earth. I'm thinking about I'm, 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 not, I'm on the fence now. <laughs> I mean, you might as well just tell me things are not going well. <laughs> <laughs> when I ask you how you're doing, I will accept one of two answers. I was either I'm fine or I'm not doing okay. Don't open up a dialogue about you becoming a flat earther. That's not acceptable. That's not all right. Well, well no, we, we talk a lot. We're, I mean, we used to talk a lot more, but we, we went. Uh, she had a son, and I felt like she was busy, obviously, you know, being pregnant and everything. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> but uh, but no, when I ask someone how they're doing, you know, I'm, I, I like to talk. and. I usually am trying to open a dialogue about stuff that is not flat earth. Right, right. <laughs> Just talk about a lot of things. Any other thing, like, you know, is the sun a hoax? Yeah. You know, and then it's like they have a video that they're going to show you that's going to convince you, and like it's got like 400 views. You're like, look, I'm not going to be convinced on flat earth by a video with 400 views. Yeah, 10,000, 10,000 maybe. Maybe you'll get me kind of leaning. You know, but. I mean, I kind of have high standards when it comes to those like, 10,000 even. I'd be like, in the world? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is YouTube, man. There's millions In this flat of world, that's all they could find to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Antonio, this is a show about bombing, and I know that, that Luke kind of brought up the, uh, the Amber Alert story right off the top, but do you have a, but, a personal oh, yeah. favorite bomb, like just one that always just like it, it pops up in your head randomly when you're trying to go to sleep? Uh, do you that's, have a story a very, like that? That's so funny to, to say favorite bomb. I just want to I do want to admit that uh, I want to point out that that Amber Alert set was not a bomb. I went back like a year later and everyone remembered me from it. And they're like, you were the guy like, no, it's it was not yeah, a bomb. That, that was one of my best bets. That went great. I brought it up because you mentioned before that you were on, I think, uh, three other podcasts where you talked about bombing. Yeah. So I, I didn't want you to get a complex. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> right. No, it well, I'm not going to lie, guys. It is a popular topic for podcasts, the whole bombing thing. And I think it's because comments bomb. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Amber Alerts. Than- <laughs> Oh, no. All these comedians out here talking about Amber Alerts oh, on podcasts all no, the no, time. We're very unoriginal. No, I like to I like to press the lock on my phone as immediately when there's an Amber Alert. I don't even read it. <laughs> no, I read it. I read it more out of curiosity. Like, oh, that's what they're driving. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if that's a good Who's car. Who's out on the streets looking for? But, <laughs> oh, no, it's it's terribly tragic. It really is sad stuff. Um, mm. No, nobody cares about the silver alerts. You ever notice that the silver alert? Mm-hmm. Oh, the old people. Nobody ever. Wait, is that I've never a heard real anyone thing? even mention those? I don't think I've gotten a silver alert. They may not have those out there in Ohio, but here in Texas, they have silver alerts, and it means that an old person is missing. Wow, that's a new thing. Well, half of those have to be like they they died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're missing from this earth. <laughs> they're missing. They haven't oh, answered they their were... phone, and uh, nobody has the guts to. 
go uh, to kick the door down and find <laughs> Nana. On the... I usually see her through the window. I guess she's prone for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, she obviously, is, uh... she dropped her glasses. She's just on the floor she's looking meditating. for her glasses. Right, right. All right, right. <laughs> Remember the whole uh, um, help, I can't get up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Life alert, yeah. <laughs> Stop doing that. They're like, no, you just, how about you just die? There's too many. <laughs> well, strangely enough, a lot of people have taken that route with the coronavirus. I, I hate to jump from Amber Alert to worldwide <laughs> pandemic and just bring the mood marginally down, but. <laughs> when you get comics in a, in a, in a virtual setting, not, I was going to say in a room, I mean, we are just going to, I think, just right away just go for the the things that make us most uncomfortable yeah how's weinstein doing <laughs> what, what was that how's weinstein doing oh um yeah harvey oh you're on a first yeah. name with him oh you okay. guys are tight first name <laughs> harv <laughs> old harv yeah harv is uh i don't know i haven't i haven't ever spoken to i've never met him i don't know anything about him but uh, i do know how to shorten his name and act <laughs> See, I have the, my whole, uh, I think that Hollywood is actually a bunch of Harvey Weinsteins. Like, there's a lot of them. And uh, he kind of took the fall, and there's a bunch that are like, good, good. Like, yeah, he's the bad guy. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure Hollywood is just like that, you know? It's like a lot of guys with power that use it against women. Oh, I'm sure. That's a bummer. Did you, did you spend some time in L.A., or was it just a quick trip out there? Um, I lived there for, I mean, I would say lived, but I guess I tried to live there for like a month and a half. Um, yep. And then, you know, threw the towel in. But it was, it was fun. Um, had, you know, had a lot of fun shows. Um, I can't think of a bombing story from from then that's really memorable. Um, yeah, we can just say you you did great every time out there and just no bomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was actually, it was pretty, it was pretty good. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you. See, the thing is, I don't bomb so bad in cities. I bomb, I bomb worse in smaller cities or like places that are maybe like anti-education. Ah, you know? yes, yes. Mm. Like, uh, okay, so I was in Corpus Christi a couple weeks ago. Okay, and if you don't know Corpus Christi, Christi, it's like southern Texas, almost to Mexico, like real real southern texas right right um so we get there me and this other comic who's a vet who's you know worked with a lot of grades like patrice o'neill and rafi may and everything and he was he brought me as a feature so i wanted to make him proud right and uh we get there it's an italian restaurant and it's packed and i'm like oh it's great beautiful venue and they have a nice little stage packed with people and uh I guess I didn't look at like the time the show was supposed to start, but it was actually like eight, and I guess the show was supposed to start at ten, but they're gonna start at ten thirty. So I was like, "Oh, we're early." Um, he's like, "Yeah, let's go get a drink." So we go get a drink somewhere, some whiskey and beer, and we're talking about stories. Well, his stories are way better than mine, so I'm just listening to him tell stories about these great <laughs> comics. Right. And uh, we have a few drinks, and I'm like, "Oh man, I can't wait to go back to that Italian restaurant." Got a couple, couple of drinks. I'm feeling good, having fun. We walk back, and we got about fifteen out of the like. There was like forty people there probably when we left, and that was about fifteen people there. You know, a lot of a lot of cleaning up going on, a lot of tables being cleared, and 
the restaurant just seems to be like wrapping up, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah we're done with our night. <laughs> what a relief, you know? And, uh, and it's like 10, it's not even showtime yet. So there's the 15 people and then, you know, eventually, you know, the other guy, he brings me up cause that's, you know, that's that's the state of the show. The headliner brings up the feature. You know, you always know. Oh my! You're gonna have a God. great show when you got the headliner that brings up the feature, and then the feature bringing up the headliner because they couldn't find a soul. Right, <laughs> no one that was willing to get up there and say two names. Oh my God! Yeah, or just even even just say my name, and I'll bring the headliner. Right. Up. right. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, they could pull the restaurant manager out, <laughs> or even a busboy. Oh, oh, like, hey man, you oh, want right. to break in? Oh, believe me. Oh, the, <laughs> oh, you're right. A bus. Oh, that, that's great that you guys bring that up because no, a busboy <laughs> and a and a manager both are involved in the show. Um, just not as far as going to introduce me. Um, so as soon as I start my set, about seven more people leave because now they realize that they've overstayed their welcome oh and they're God. being punished. <laughs> for sticking around so so we got and i and i can remember i remember every single crowd member specifically <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have 10 percent of any establishment leaving as soon as comedy starts they're like oh we didn't we didn't sign up to hear other people talk <laughs> at us <laughs> and i don't blame them and i'd leave too if right. i had no idea right if i went out to dinner and then I like stuck around an extra half hour just because I'm hanging out with my loved ones. And all of a sudden a comedy show starts. I'm like, oh, God, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know it was this going to be, you know, I didn't see yeah. the, all the table on all the tables. They had fires, but like nobody in the establishment ever meant anything to the people <laughs> that were there. Just like hoping that they'll just like stick around. And that never works. No, you, you have to give these people a heads up. Right. Be like, hey. There's going to be a show. If you want to stick around, that'd be great. If not, you know, what are we going to blame you? You didn't know. But yeah. instead, it's just like, let's just try to surprise them and see if... <laughs> ah, Ambush gotcha. comedy. That's the best. <laughs> it, even better is an audience that you guilt, you guilt into staying there. Yeah. So they're just like smiling but don't want to. <laughs> yeah, a captive, held captive audience. <laughs> the guy's girlfriend is like, no, sweetie, just look. Look, he wants to do good. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, when it's like a make-a-wish vibe in there. Oh, man. <laughs> like, let's all do this person a favor and sit and stare at him. Jeez. Because, uh, you know. He's and, and when it's hard. when it's Yeah, he's trying his best. When it's a real bad show like that, too, the crowd just assumes it's like your first time. Like Right. Like they're like, there's no way this guy's a veteran that's been doing the road for years that he's stuck here right now because they don't know that I was getting paid a hundred dollars to perform for eight people, which is fine for me during quarantine, no less. Like I was like, yeah, that's fine, but to them they're like, oh, this must be an open mic. I mean, who, who the hell, you know, veteran comic? Meanwhile, the headliner is like, he's really performed with the greats and stuff, want to tour with the grades but um so i'm i'm starting my set you know and uh i get to my second joke before i start getting heckled and the sec and uh this lady she goes didn't like that one. Oh, oh no <laughs> oh and she was like you know an older white blonde lady with um 
she looked like if a Yelp review was a person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're giving me your Yelp review, right? Per joke, you're gonna give me a review per joke. It's fantastic. And I was like, you know, and I looked to her husband and was like, that's 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 how she does it, huh? And he's like, you know, and he, you know, she he never said a word the whole half hour I was on stage. He never said a word, but she was just so vocal and so just desperate, you know, the attention of the room and right. so. So yeah, so she said that, and then like the lady, there was one lady in the front, right direct front, that was texting, and like as soon as she said that, like I didn't like it, like she went over, there, she kind of gave her like a, like yeah, girl, you know, like a, you know, Aww. like big, like like celebrating that. What? And then so I was like, you know, why are you texting in the front? You can text anywhere, but in the front, can you at least go somewhere else? <laughs> right, right. Unless you're texting them, how funny I am, then that's okay. <laughs> text them if you're transcribing these jokes. He's doing great. Thumbs up. <laughs> but but you have to understand that these all these like I am saying all these things and all of them are going are getting taken absolutely literally. Ooh. Oh no. So that means that it's just getting more and more awkward. He's like, why is he telling her to text friends and tell them that his jokes are funny? What a loser. And like <laughs> Oh my god. And, uh, well, that's the thing. See, I'm talking about southern southern I'm in Houston here, so I'm talking like two hours south of Houston. Right. Just people and with so no self awareness. Right. They, maybe they don't have self-awareness, or but they definitely don't um, regularly partake in sarcasm or irony. Uh, I, they don't laugh at I, irony. They are irony, you know, a lot of the <laughs> right. time. Right. It's like s- extremely white people on the border of Mexico. That That's irony to me. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> to them, just to exist, they have to not be able to like acknowledge irony because they're like, yeah, we're a bunch of, what are we doing? Like, why... I live here out of all places and um but uh then I hear in the two like so let's see four o'clock or like right behind me but to the right I noticed there was like like a table of actually this is gonna mess up my numbers because there was like a table of six people that I hadn't realized that they were just like I was like oh my god they're in my blind spot you know they're like (laughs) we like the joke that's what they said like they're talking about the one before like oh, they, just they waited loud <laughs> we like it yeah they waited till like i looked it. over at them and i noticed they were there and they're like hey we like the joke and i was like Jesus oh christ well god's fantastic i didn't even see you guys i'm i feel you know i, I felt kind of bad and then i heard like a little like a which is a it was a baby so uh, <laughs> there's actually two babies um, and now that the noise I made sounds like a newborn baby, which is not accurate, but they were like three years old, so they might as well be newborns to me. So any words that they were saying about their Pokemon game at the time sounded just like <laughs> baby gibberish to me. But <laughs> but yeah, there were two babies playing, or two three-year-olds playing uh, Pokemon on their Switches, and uh, you know they're talking, and I, and I just I'd be like, oh my god, because I think I had. While I was complaining, because I don't really swear in my act, but when I'm doing my thing where I'm basically like com- trying to complain in a funny way to a bad show, and that's half of my career, you guys. It's yeah, right. just bad shows <laughs> yeah. and trying to make it funny and complaining about how bad it is. You've got a full 15 minutes and then 15 minutes complaining that people don't like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like an inception level thing. Like going deep, deep, deep. And I've been deep. I've been real deep. Um, but uh, so I was like, oh my god! Like I'm swearing, and there's three-year-olds here. I didn't even, 
So from then on, every time I uh, was in, you know, gonna swear while I was complaining, I would say poop and I would say like fudge and I would, <laughs> and uh, man, it would, I, you know, and nothing. I mean, I'm telling you, like, I'm not getting anything from any of this. I'm glad that you guys think, you know, like, at least you can accept, like, oh, these are good. These are good tactics. These are good things that you would usually be able to use. Right. Point right. out irony, point out these mm-hmm. things. But this crowd was just so just, you know, I mean, we're talking about Latinos that vote for Trump. <laughs> so, so that's the type of. Latinos that voted for Trump at what, 1030 in, in Olive Garden at their most sluggish they're already sluggish people, but now they're full of breadsticks. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Olive Garden, but it was a uh, it was a it was a nice it was a nice restaurant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, I wish it would have been an Olive Garden. An Olive Garden would have been better because uh, at least the staff would have probably stuck like around a little bit. Or at, I don't know. I used to work at Olive Garden, so I know how to make an Olive Garden staff laugh. <laughs> 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 That's your wheelhouse. Your career was founded in the back of an Olive Garden. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. You know, that's oh, everywhere I've worked. I've always that's the way I would get a, get away with being late every day and being lazy. <laughs> yeah, man, just have just a trying to. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, so that didn't work either. Um, oh yeah, it gets better. Um, so. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. You have a crowd yeah. that could barely be called a crowd, and you have two different yes. sides of a director's commentary happening during your set, negative yes. and positive, plus two babies with Nintendo Switches, and it gets better? Oh, yeah. oh, boy. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, and within five minutes of pointing out the table that was actually like telling me I was good, they all left. <laughs> hey, we like this, but we're gonna go now. Uh, yeah. They stop giving free. Yeah, refills. they're like, we like you. We would, we would uh, support you and enjoy it if we had any idea this was happening. But we have children. And it's like ten thirty. We're going to, we're going to leave. Jesus. Which, b- by the way, a a positive heckle is only slightly better than a negative heckle. True. One of the worst things you can hear after a joke is instead of laughing, someone just goes, "That's that's very funny." <laughs> With just a completely stone face. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it, I get that. I guess the things with these types of shows, though, is that because there was a few of those positive heckles, and when it's a show that's this bad, those are the only things that you hold on to that <laughs> uh, that try to like you know make yourself feel better because there's a lot of laughs happening. Um, but yeah, there was a, uh, I would say, okay, so let's say ten minutes of nothing again. And then there, uh, there was a guy who was set, sitting at the bar who was the only person that got a joke. And so he's like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and nobody else had gotten it. And so I was like, dude, you, thank you so much. And thank you for saying so because, you know, it was absolute silence. At least somebody, I'm like, you liked it? He's like, yeah, I liked it. I'm like, man. <laughs> And then uh, I was like, I want to give you a hug. Dude. I know it's cor- during it was during Corona, it's like a couple like a few weeks ago, like three weeks ago or something. I was like, man, I want to give you a hug. And he's like, he came up right away and we, he gave me a hug. And I was like, I just risked my life for validation at this show. That's what, that's where I'm at in this particular show. I need a hug that badly. I'm a stranger. I have no idea. You're, right. You're literally dying up there. Yeah. But, you know, I was lucky though because I still haven't gotten that shit. Uh, still haven't contracted it. 
And then a little, let's say, let's say another 10 or 20 minutes of bombing again. And let's say I just I make a dying on stage joke. And then also I'm going to, I was and like, I made like a light suicide joke. Cause you know, 25 <laughs> minutes in, you know, you're like, I'm dying up here, but it's, you know, wait, wait till later. <laughs> this is nothing. Classic. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, and this guy, I, I think it was like a dishwasher might've been the manager. But he pops his head in from the kitchen. He goes, do it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Nothing funnier than, you know, if it was like a kitchen staff or a busboy or something, for him to be in that position to tell you, just be like, yeah, that'd probably be a good option after what I've seen tonight. I acknowledged it, too. I was like... (laughs) The dishwasher thinks I should imagine if I was a dishwasher. Exactly. <laughs> I would have killed myself. Oh um, my gosh! But, and I, and I pointed that out too. But that also got taken poorly by the staff because <laughs> now I'm now I'm criticizing uh, restaurant right. you know, hospitality jobs, <laughs> and I'm really just I'm swinging and missing on any and all attempts. <laughs> Uh, because like if the owner told you to kill yourself well you're like okay well you don't even know what rock bottom is you could you could go down so maybe i shouldn't take but a dishwasher (laughs) i think it was the owner but i think he also uh side hustled as the dishwasher (laughs) so this was a very nice restaurant yeah i like to tell myself that anytime my owner is an asshole i'm like oh, i bet you have to watch this too you know? okay. <laughs> but um then uh, you know five more minutes i think you know filling in time and uh i did i got the audience to get to kind of start like a like a rallying not a chant but like just get to get like real excited because i was gonna be done <laughs> Finally, something we can get behind. Like, you guys, this is almost over. Isn't that exciting? We have another comedian coming. Like everyone's like, yeah, like, all right. You guys, like, let's get make some noise. This is almost over. I'm almost gonna be gone. You guys never have to see me again. Yeah. Um. And then I brought up the headliner, and uh, I got off stage, and I went and sat at a table. The manager immediately went and gave me a drink. Uh, it was just like, here you go, man. And, uh, you know, and it was almost like an, like an apology, you know, yeah, that's like yeah. what it felt like, like an apology drink. Here you go. <laughs> um, one server told me that I, she thought I was funny, which was nice. And, uh, and then I sat there for like five minutes while the headliner was on stage. And then I realized I had ordered food and then I looked for it and then I ate my cold ravioli, which I can't really be too complaining it was free and it was lobster ravioli so oh it was like 25 dollar plate so how did the headliner do with that crowd um yeah he had you know i mean not not well on his standards for that's for sure uh they didn't get a lot of his they didn't get any of his jokes really but then he he, he audibled into like a dirty story you know like like a story oh, yeah. involving poop <laughs> story involving butthole. He had um, to and sink that's what, down to their level, is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, salt yeah, yeah, of yeah. the earth stuff. Yeah, and and I don't blame him for it at all. I just, it's uh, it sucks because that's the only thing I talk about. Like I refuse to talk about uh, poop. 
And it's just, it's weird. I think it's a cultural thing. My dad's Peruvian, and um, in my in my home, I was just never allowed to even, you couldn't even fart in my house. Like Really? I mean, not, I mean, go in the bathroom, you know, do it in your, in your privacy of whatever. But it's, it was something that you're not, in Peruvian culture, it's not acceptable to do in, in, in any type of, even around your family. Not around your, uh, your, your spouse, not around your family. Uh, not around your, I mean, your friends, I guess, probably they, you know, that's, you know, they'll do it, you know, if you're out drinking on the street corner, I'm sure, but it was never something that you, you can't burp, you can't fart. It's just American fart humor, like over TV that wouldn't fly there. Um, yeah. If a, if a Mike Myers classic master of disguise came on. That's uh, Dana Carvey. Um. But shit. <laughs> Why do I know that? Why do I? I've been saying that was Mike Myers for the last 20 years. Well, maybe it used to be Mike Myers, but it's definitely Dana Carvey now, as far as I, as far as I know. Um, oh my gosh. Luke, you're terrible at like remembering what happens in dude, any given movie. The last podcast, I confused Time Cop with Time Bandit. I usually think I'm good at that, but I'm rapidly finding out that I'm just confident at it and people aren't calling me out. <laughs> What's Time Bandit? Oh, uh, well, Time Bandit is like a, it's, um, the Monty Python guys made like a kid's show. So it's a bunch of time traveling, like little people. And then at the end, they meet God and God kills the main character's parents. Come on, <laughs> it's, God. It's fantastic. I, I would really recommend it. Well, now I know how it ends. <laughs> well, that's, that's the draw. <laughs> What's that movie? Well, here's how it ends. <laughs> Well, maybe watch Time Cop instead. Time Cop's with John Club and Dam, right? Right, right. I, I mean, I'm less confident than I was five minutes ago, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look it up. Chuck Norris. God damn it. <laughs> Antonio, have you ever seen uh, The Usual Suspects? Ooh, I just saw it recently, actually, like a month or two ago. I oh, did okay. watch it. All right. I was going to have Luke yeah. give you a synopsis and ruin that one, Ooh. too. But. <laughs> that, that, that's probably the worst movie to ruin because it's, as far as, watch. I remember watching it you know, two months ago for the first time. I went my whole life without knowing the, the end. I mean, amazing to get through your whole 33-year-old life without it, where nobody ruining usual suspects for you. Right. But um, I watched the whole thing, you know, and towards the end, I'm just like, you know, this is just confusing and i'm just i was i wasn't really enjoying it that much to be honest um, yeah. until the end and the reveal yeah. and when i'm not gonna say in case there's some other person that has <laughs> seen it but the reveal made it all worth it made me want to watch it again and see like what i would miss or what happened that i'm and uh so so i did like it but if i would have if it would have ended five minutes before i wouldn't have liked it like that's how deep i was in deciding like i don't like this movie but um, yeah, the reveal was, was such a payoff that I did end up liking it. Okay, The Usual Suspects, that's where <laughs> Edward Norton plays a uh, disabled man who gets wrapped up in a crime ring. Did you say Edward Norton? Edward Norton of um, let's House of Cards fame, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
House of Cards. Oh my god! And, yeah. uh, that was his big break. Right, right. Yes. Edward Norton's big break. He had the swastika tattoo. He was that guy. <laughs> mm, yeah. And, no, he had the swastika tattoo in American Beauty. I think. Yes, that's ex- yeah, yeah, American okay. Beauty. That's American exactly Beauty, what it was. Sure. Yeah, he was the Nazi pedophile in American Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone remembers that. Oh man! There oh. was that scene where, um, um, oh, what's her name? What was the name of that cheerleader, the actress that played? Uh, that's a tough one. Huh? Tilda Mina Suvari. Johansson. Mina Suvari. <laughs> Just say three different names at the same time. <laughs> Remember that scene where Mina Suvari? She's in the bathtub, laying lay down, and there's a bunch of uh, small nazi flags that are falling <laughs> from the ceiling onto her yeah it's seductively just the cinematography of flags, it just one after the other and <laughs> she's just beckoning him remember that yeah Toads. and a tiny plastic hitler is like blowing in the wind and they film it and it's like a metaphor for life yeah man it's like look at that little hitler up there it's the most floating. beautiful like thing that. ever <laughs> yeah yeah you know, oh. the character played the the creepy stalker guy kind of looks like a little little Hitler-y. Oh, you mean Christian Slater? little Hitler vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I like it. Yeah, Christian. I think we're just going to throw out the wrong <laughs> actors for everything. I love it. <laughs> I'm spoiling it now by pointing it out, but yeah. Hey, I don't man. know the guy's name that played that character. Uh, what was it? He, uh, he was, he was like on a CSI, else. wasn't he? I think that's what he was. It was. In Inter- he was in Interstellar. He was in uh, American Horror Story. He played that guy who had like a face on the back of his head. Um, but I don't remember his name. He's got this real weird look that he's like always serious and like his eyes are very piercing. Um, but tell you what, he has ain't Mike Myers. Guy. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dana Carvey. That's who it was. <laughs> That's right. I I was so confident I googled Master of Disguise and I'll be damned if I wasn't wrong. Ooh, you even went to Google, huh? Yeah, I double checked you. I, I was quietly googling over here while you guys were just goofing away and This is why uh, I didn't have any friends in high school. <laughs> It's like just a polite conversation. We're all hanging. Someone's like, oh, remember like Master Disguise? Like Master Disguise, Mike Myers. I'm like, actually, it was Dana Carvey. And it's like, why do you have to do that right now? I wish someone would have done that like 10 years ago. You know, you wish they, they would have, but they were trying to be friends with people. And me, I was <laughs> just Dude. left and right, just making people dislike me. <laughs> Hey man, you can either have a, a you know a close circle of friends, or you can be right. I mean, it's which one do you want, really? <laughs> oh, every time I have to be right. <laughs> Me by myself is happier knowing I'm right than if I would if I had a million friends and I was wrong. I would be like, I don't even like you guys. <laughs> Chris Cooper, that's no, the real answer. No, Chris. that's not what I'm talking about. Wait. That's his dad. <laughs> what? That's his oh, dad. I was talking about the stalkery guy. That's the Wesley Bentley. Yes, yes, you just said it. Wes Bentley. That's our man. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, he kind of looked like a Hitlery. He looked Hitlery in that movie. If Hitler was like a, a vampire and had that like seductive quality of like, hey, I want to, I want to oh, yeah. have sex with you. Yeah, but if I'm Hitler also was a better look, like a better looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone's problem with Hitler is. 
They're like, he's not sexy enough. Right, right, yeah. That's like the biggest he, problem. Yeah, yeah. Give me some sexy Hitler. It really held him back. <laughs> His sex appeal really uh, kept him from massacring people. Even more, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, imagine if they would have Amber Alerts back during the Holocaust. They would have been going on all the fucking time. Right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't even use my phone. It's just, it's one, cl- one long tone. Rotary. <laughs> just just all day long (laughs) oh you know that was one of the biggest complaints man i heard that the the camps had bad wi-fi that was it that was the biggest thing i would rather be in a a concentration camp than not have wi-fi yeah a concentration camp with wi-fi is much better than an actual apartment without it i (laughs) I mean yes i agree (laughs) because <laughs> if we're talking about wi-fi then we're we're assuming that they're giving you a device to use it on i mean it wouldn't matter if there was no device you could use so if they did have wi-fi in uh you know whatever doc cow i don't know the names of these um if you don't have a phone or anything then it doesn't matter but yeah if i had a phone and wi-fi in the, during the holocaust i'd be able to distract myself you know look probably be looking at some weird porn yeah i mean the all of the, the German people distracted themselves, and they didn't even have have handheld phones back right, then. Right, right. So, <laughs> Wasn't a Nintendo Switch what a in the bunch. <laughs> well, they didn't know, right? They didn't know about it, so it wasn't like they were distracting themselves. But they were. They weren't. It wasn't made. Um, they didn't find out about the Holocaust until after uh, Hitler, you know, died, and the, the the U.S. troops started to uncover everything. And that's when that's when the German people found out about. it. Have you seen that footage of like German civilians touring the camps because the soldiers made them for the first time? That's no. That's just heartbreaking. It's those poor German civilians. Well, you know, the devil uh, deserves the most. Uh, he's the one sinner who nobody feels sorry for. Mark Twain. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you sure that's not Dana Carvey? <laughs> I think that was that one was actually Michael Myers. <laughs> Oh, you know, we just saw a spot in the script for somebody with a Band-Aid on their face, and we thought, yeah. who else? Yeah. Who else? Right. Yeah, he got scratched <laughs> by one of the murderers. Yeah, yeah, fun fact, that was actually Nelly in Pulp Fiction. That's... Oh, yeah. The Band-Aid role. Played Bruce Willis's girlfriend? <laughs> yep, a Marcellus Wallace, Bruce Willis's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, man, he did become someone's girlfriend in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah! Gimpy. So let's let's jump from the Holocaust to the rape scene in Pulp Fiction. I really quick just want to say <laughs> I, I said he was somebody's girlfriend. He was somebody's not girl. That would just because you're you're just because you're being anally raped does not make you female. Um, no, I just want to I want to double back and make sure nobody takes that out of context. <laughs> yeah, let's take that one thing and make sure that's not being taken out of context. Given the one I we've been talking like about for the last fifteen minutes. I feel like we're good on the Holocaust stuff, though. That should be. Uh, yeah, fun. I think yeah. we handled Holocaust that with taste. Public domain now. They don't even bleep them out on the radio or. Uh, <laughs> 
Nickelodeon or whatever. <laughs> Nickelodeon. They just like throw Holocaust in like uh, iCarly. I remember all the great Holocaust jokes on like my, you know, Fairly Odd Parents and and uh, oh, yeah. all all the all the great references. Cosmo and Wanda were Nazis. But, yeah, just biting biting commentary. <laughs> iCarly goes to Auschwitz. That was my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there was the two of them, right? It was her and then uh, her friend who. Cat, right? Or not? Not cat. Oh, um, wait. The Jenny McCurdy. Jane, yeah. Jenny McCarthy. No, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, just yeah. I like, um, but but I can see them going to uh, you know the concentration camp, and then I Carly, who looks kind of Jewish, gets you know abducted, and then they. But her friend is fine. Friend. Everybody right. loves her friend. <laughs> yeah, her friend is fine. She's running that camp 15 minutes in. She's like, act two, she walks out in full Nazi regalia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's like, finally, it's my show. <laughs> my time. Yeah. Oh, man. She's all Nazi propaganda now with, you know, a fun twist. Carly knocked. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. A nice fun twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man we need to make this let's see i think that uh i'm, I'm sure that they'd both be interested and they'd be like that sounds funny yeah um, their careers have been stagnating for long enough that i feel we could rope them into something that would either make it or just completely kill them out of hollywood forever oh yeah. hollywood's not even a thing anymore chop it into 10 episodes netflix will buy it <laughs> Oh, 10 episodes. I was thinking just like a like a funnier die sketch. I don't know if we could do a whole <laughs> Come on. Let's stretch on this these, 10 uh, minutes into 10, 10 hours. We can do it. I think they we would probably be the ones trying to make us make it longer. They're exactly. like, we need work. <laughs> <laughs> stretch this joke. Listen, this is our man in the high tower. The people are hungry for it. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Well, Antonio, before we get out of here, man, do you have any other bombing stories that stick out in your mind other than the one that you've already shared with us that's most recent? Oh, man, I only prepared that one uh, in my mind, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to. I don't want to mention the ones I've already talked about in case someone is already you know listening to me. That would suck for them to like. Oh, um, look at you oh, being you- responsible for your fans. Do you remember what happened after that show where we went to another show in <laughs> Memphis? I love this. This is great because now Luke's like, oh, I saw you bomb this time. It's like he's trying. Like, I'm trying to be like, hmm, I can't remember any other time. Like, like, oh, I got Luke's one, like, brother. Oh, yeah. I was here. He's like, oh, I've got your bomb written down, listed, indexed. Yeah. No, okay, it, so... I didn't, I don't remember, I, I, I think I remember getting really drunk, and I don't remember if I bombed, I think I just slept through my set, I'm pretty sure I, I fell asleep in the back. Yeah, the funny part was it a bomb, I think you actually did great on stage compared to everyone else, because it was in this closed down bar where it was only comedians, so we were all just kind of not tired and drunk and just talking through our sets, and I went up on stage and I looked in the back of the room on the booth and Antonio's just face down laying in a booth. <laughs> and I'm like, is he asleep? And then I tell one of my jokes and he goes, 
uh, into the seat of the booth. <laughs> supportive. I was supportive. Even still supporting half asleep. That's you're golden. You're welcome. Oh man! I'm, I'm sure I liked it in my in my uh, in my dreams. I was in your stupor. Yeah. I, yeah. I. Uh, th- there is a funny story about that night then too because. I, um, I did fall asleep and everyone left and uh, <laughs> I was asleep in that booth and I was the only person in, in the whole bar excluding I mean it was closed down and when I woke up it was, all I saw was like a red everything was red because it was like light <laughs> from I don't know, like just a red light and uh, I, I got up and then the alarm went off <laughs> so like, wah, 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 like like just crazy did you just walk out into the night it's like another night another show <laughs> I mean, it took me like 10 seconds. I'm like, what do I, what am I supposed to do? Like, and then I decided, yeah, I went out the front door and I just ran to my car and I just drove, I drove to Michigan that night. Cause I, had a, I had a gig in, uh, in Michigan. So I went, I went from waking up in a bar drunk. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't that drunk anymore. I could drive. And, uh, and yeah, I drove, I don't know how many hours it was from Memphis to uh pentwater michigan oh my god uh, oh my god had a great set there so i can't <laughs> can't use that as a bomb either <laughs> you're on the lookout you're like what where else has he seen me that he's gonna spin this into one of my bombs <laughs> for his dumbass podcast <laughs> oh man oh well, i got one. Oh, um, perfect New York. And it was in New York, uh, which hurt more because I, I had just said earlier that I thought, you know, I'm good in cities, but. <laughs> right, right. Um, I don't remember too much from it because, oh, I got a better bomb because there was more than one bomb in New York. Okay, so <laughs> this was, uh, they had an audition at the Creek in the Cave. Yeah. If you, uh, I don't know if you guys oh, yeah, the I Creek in the Cave. So they had an the booker there decided to have an audition because people kept asking like why can't i do shows why can't i say like, okay i'm gonna have an audition so she had an audition and everyone anyone who like commented or sent the email or whatever was on the list so there are about 90 people in this l- small little room all comics jesus and we were all to do 60 seconds oh my god seriously such a bad idea <laughs> So I remember I was like 43rd or something. And, um, and you know, everyone goes up and then they leave. I mean, it's New York. What are you going to stick around that? Right. It's terrible. Um, but even, even when I was on stage, so I, the vibe that you feel if you are not a regular open micer in New York, because all the open micers know each other. You know, they all do the same mics. They're all, they've all been doing comedy for like a year. Right. And they all know each other. So, so when you go up on, on this audition, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm like kind of dressed up a little bit, you know, like I just look like an absolute tool to them. Cause like me, I'm like, Oh, it's going to be my shot. You know, right, I've been doing right. comedy eight years at the time, you know, do it all over the country. I know a lot of the people who are like on the wall of the place. Like I'm like, oh, I'm open for him and then, and, uh, but the vibe of the comics was just like, who is this asshole? <laughs> Trying to steal this, like these shows from one of us who actually hangs out all the time, is like a part of this place. Right. And me, I would just, just move there like a couple months earlier, and I was just like, 
trying to get into that club. So, yeah, it was a lot of uh, just like people. I mean, everyone, all the comments were standing. I will say that the Blue Booker, I, I saw her like nodding in the back at jokes and like acknowledging like they were good. But um, the, the, the comics, what they would do now, what comics do when they don't like you is they don't just not laugh. They do the. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad, glad that I've not, not run, run into, into that. that. That's, that's yeah. They do the like that, you know, like they click their teeth, like they, like they're disappointed in the fact that you even like, why are you doing jokes? What the fuck do you think? You know, you know, yeah. They, they treat you like you shit on the carpet or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, and in, 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 in all reality, I did realize like, okay, this was not, this was not my break. This was not what I, this wasn't the good, this wasn't the time to, uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. If I would have known, I wouldn't have signed up for it. You know, I would have. Um, but there is a happy ending because the Booker, um, I guess she must have remembered me a little bit, but they, uh, I don't know if you guys heard of Skankfest. Yeah. A, a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> yeah. the, the festival. Um, yeah. Well, they were doing it there. Not, I mean, I didn't get on it, but um, the I'm friends with, a comic who also books the Sega group here in Houston. And he uh, mentioned me to that booker who is booking Skankfest with, uh, with Lewis, uh, Jay Gomez. And so she approved me to be on Skankfest for the Houston, the South, Houston, uh, the South version of Skankfest. So I was on, you know, that lineup, I got canceled because of coronavirus, but <laughs> yeah, that's this still counts. Yeah, that's not your <laughs> fault. Screenshot that website and then send that off. <laughs> oh yeah, I uh, actually then they they moved it to September and then they canceled it again. So it's going to happen next year, March. But uh, oh hell yeah, but yeah. So so uh, there is a kind of happy ending because you can you can bomb like I did, and then uh, I'm, I'll I'll guarantee you that I don't think any of those. Open micers will be on Skankfest South. Maybe they got on the Skankfest New York version, but um, <laughs> not to be in the Houston version. That's for sure. Well, I feel like in the spiritual journey of our podcast, you you brought things to a real warm and fuzzy place. Yeah. yeah. the The thing about bombing is uh, to not kill yourself and learn that it's a learning experience. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, definitely not not kill yourself. <laughs> Um, just, I think that goes, that's just like any, just uh, no matter what happens, right? Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a nice yeah. blanket statement. I think, I think we're safe. Unless you're that. Hitler. <laughs> Unless you're Hitler after World War, uh, while he's losing World War II. I think that was almost a unanimously supported suicide. I think unless, so. Unless you're Hitler or Carly's co-star in iCarly, <laughs> unless you're one of those two people, definitely don't kill yourself. Oh no, I don't want her to kill herself. She's cute. <laughs> she's kind of funny on instagram check her out what's oh, up yeah. jenny oh yeah do we want to plug anything let's uh, yeah i want to plug jenny mccurdy's uh instagram page <laughs> she was an iCarly. she mostly dates like basketball players but she's cute. yeah check out iCarly too while you're at it it's a pretty good watch yeah <laughs> well you got the time yeah oh, um yeah i would like to plug my podcast it's called take a break from porn i would do it with uh I don't do it with, but uh, I co-hosted with uh, Grace Kirk, who's a very funny comedian here in Houston. Hell yeah. And uh, we upload sporadically, but, you know, listen to the five episodes we have. 
And um, I started recently a morning radio show that I run from my house um, every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 8.30. It goes to about noon. And so I have uh, guests that I, uh, mostly comics so far, but they call in and we we just talk. And uh, my next guest will be Will Loden, who is a, was a Memphis comic. Now he's a oh, Houston cool. comic. Will Loden on Tuesday. And... Uh, and yeah, besides uh, that, I, I play music on on the radio. The website is uh, livefromsunnyside.com. So I, when the talk show in the morning, you know, I do that. But besides that, I usually play music. So you you cl- click on the listen now. I, it's a bunch of copyright free music that I found. A lot of new artists stuff that I, I'm just really getting into. Actually, and it's a lot of these songs that you go on the YouTube and it's like they only have like fifty thousand plays. And I'm like, this should be a, a huge. But yeah. Yeah, oh, there's well, a lot awesome. of uh, so you can go to livefromsunnyside.com and listen to that just from anywhere. That's yep, anywhere, awesome. anywhere. <laughs> and if you if you shut your phone, like lock your phone, it'll still play. Hell yeah, it'll play right from the browser. So you can do that. Sweet song, right? right. Well, yeah, and if anyone wants to up? send me songs, send me um, AntonioComedy at gmail.com. You can send me your music, or I also want to put jokes on the uh on there as well you know there's and there's no censorship you know it's just my server i'm paying ten dollars a month to run and it's you know it's, you can say whatever you want any kind of joke and uh so yeah send me your stuff and i'll put it on there if i like it if i don't like it i'll just pretend <laughs> <I like it. laughs> oh that's great dude hell yeah antonio thank you so much for coming on man this has been a blast thank you both oh yeah i had a lot of fun i i really uh I really enjoyed. I really I'm, thank you for not making me do the video thing. I'm actually like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of. I get I get more nervous with video. I actually feel really comfortable lately. I just been doing audio and. Uh, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, not a problem. I had a at all. blast with you too, and we'll have to get in touch with you about our iCarly spinoff series. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get that script typed up, get things moving, grease those yeah. wheels. <laughs> Netflix deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah that sounds yeah i can't wait for that <laughs> well, Tony, right, you, uh, you, you have a wonderful day bud take care thank you guys you guys as well can't wait to uh to check out is it be a podcast then like can i listen like tell people to download it or something yeah it'll, yeah, it'll be I on i think it. we're doing it on anchor and then we're gonna get it on urban artifact streaming thing so that it'll be a radio slash podcast awesome so I'll, I'll drop that link to you Awesome. All right, guys. Stay safe. Thank you. Peace, bud. Bye.